It is on. There we go. We got the good old crispy can openings for the good old covert show. Two cans this time. Two. Count them. Two cans. And also, we got three. Count them three hosts for the day, because we're going to welcome back for episode number 60, keep in mind, so we're making some landmarks through the day. We got good old RC back on the show with good old Nick and JC, so we have a lot going on at the moment. Currently, both of us are going through some massive-ass thunderstorms, where you may hear the thunder from somebody's window. Two, we got JC sitting at RC's apartment, playing some NHL. And RC in the background for number three yeah. is going nuts over the uh, or the Minnesota Wild Dallas Stars game and the Kings and the Oilers. So oh, it is. You just scored on the game. Just you know. JC's already was, off to a was... hot start. Oh, but so we... yeah, when we when we have little moments of pausing, it's because <laughs> our. Uh... Thunderstorms are absolutely screwing with the phone connection right now. Yeah, we have also, tried. I have a tail here, too, so that's something. There we go. But JC is <laughs> cracked open a natty light. I've got a new one trying on the podcast today. I've got a Big Grove Brewery beer, and this is called the Boomtown. For those of you who are looking to try some new beers, this this beer is pretty dang good. It's tasty. But we've got a lot of NHL talk going here. And by a lot, I mean the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs have officially sprung themselves to a start. Monday's games, the Islanders take an L to the Hurricanes 2-1. to one, So Carolina now leads that series. The Bruins uh, beat the Panthers 3-1. to one. It was a sad day for, for the good old Florida Panthers. The, or the Minnesota Wild, I don't know why I keep trying to say Iowa, but the Wild get it done 3-2 to two over the Stars in Game 1. The Kings beat the Oilers in Game 1 4-3, to three, and then pushing up on Tuesday's game, J.C.'s Devils took a backseat wallop to the good old Rangers 5-1, to one, Lightning with a 7-3 win over the Maple Leafs. They're old, but they're not good. Yeah, and then the Jets also with a 5-1 win over... RC's Vegas Golden Knights and good old Dr. Jack Wexler, who in fact was at that game. He had wow, fun. That yeah. Son of gun. Yeah. He, he was chilling at that game. I was getting some Snapchats all across the board. I was able to watch a couple couple of plays throughout the first period here and there. And then the Kraken also took a 3-1 win over the Avalanche, taking a lead in that series. And then games tonight going on. We we're recording this on Wednesday, April 19th. The Stars and the Wild currently in action. 6-3 Stars at the moment. 2-1 Oilers over the Kings in the second period. Islanders drop game two to the Carolina Hurricanes. 4-3. And then the good old win for the day. The Panthers get it done over the Bruins on the road. It got chippy there at the end in the third period. I mean, there were stoppages of play in the last minute almost every 10 seconds because the Panthers and the Bruins were getting after it. 6-3 final there. So that series is tied as we move into the contest for Thursday. So, a lot of hockey action. First off, let's start with this. Let's let's start with the good old Devils game since that was blowout number 1. And not to try to be an ass here, but JC tried to or JC was watching that game. JC, what was going on for the Devils versus the good old Rangers? First question for you before we even get to that. Oh boy. Dr. Jack the Vegas got pounded last night. Yes, it did. Dr. 
back there until the very end because Vegas fans were starting to file their way out in the third period. As far as I know, he was he was there till the very end. He ended up having to go. Um, they went back to the casino with his dad, um, and they ended up having a little bit of fun at the casino. They actually made out like bandits yesterday at the casino, so they want some money. But, yes, I do believe that he was there for the whole entire debacle that was the Knights game versus Winnipeg. Oh, good man. You know, they're your team. You got you, you to gotta make it happen. You know, you got to be there throughout. Something just happened in the wild game. I don't know who scored. Kings tied it up 2-2. Two two. Oh, we're, nice. we're not actually even listening what? to the wild oh. game because it's such an ass whooping right now. <laughs> Come on. Kings, Edmonton's blown. And we are eventually going to talk about the Devils, but Edmonton's now blown two goal leads in the first two games of the series. Come on, boy. Edmonton, uh, you're well aware. We talked about it for the uh, the bracket, but I had Edmonton sweeping the Kings, and they have looked uh, bad at best. Was... Uh, but to circle back to the Devils game, well, there's two things that really stuck out. Unfortunately, our power play was abysmal. I mean, you get four shots in a power play. You've got to do anything, something. Like, you've got to score on one of them. Um, you know, Shesterkin played well for the Rangers, but it seemed jittery. You know, the little bit I listened to in the second, you know, fortunately we get the penalty shot from Jack Hughes who buries it. Um, but, you know, other than that, Shesterkin is uh, one non-penalty shot away from a shutout. So, frankly, not good. <laughs> I um, I would say that power plays yesterday were kind of, they were taking a backseat because watching the Vegas game, especially in the first period, the couple of power plays they had, they killed it pretty easily. So, power plays yesterday, I don't think were really anybody's friend. If I Unless you're saw, the Rangers. Uh, well, yes, unless you were the Rangers. But, I mean, still, like, you defensively for... Vegas for the first two or for the first period and a half, Vegas was looking good. Florida for the first um for the first half in game one, they were looking good. But I mean, and that's the big thing that I think you can look at for that is how many power plays did the Rangers have in that game one? Do you know? Say that again. How many power plays did the Rangers have in game one against the Devils? Oh, baby, I don't know that. Let me take a quick look at that. I mean, <clears throat> it was enough to get the job done. Uh, you look at the box score here, 5-1. We'll talk about a team that actually fared worse than both uh, the uh, Devils. Uh, power plays, Rangers were 2-3. of three. They made the ground up 2-3 of three on the power play. Uh, they get a shorthanded goal late. Devils are 0-4 on the power play. Wow. So you factor that in, say the Rangers drop one and the Devils score one, it's 3-2 instead of 4-zip. <laughs> so, yeah, power plays are the difference there. You know, Devils' youth, I honestly don't exactly think helped them. Um, you know, they've all been playing the sport a long time. So, you know, there's that argument. But I think they're a little jittery and a little unsure of themselves. But why they play seven games and not just one. Yep. You know, no series were won, no series were lost. Um, in the game one, at least. You make the argument, you get into game two, you start feeling a certain way about a series, but 
until the uh, one team wins four, they're definitely not over. So, you know, that's a huge discrepancy, though. I mean, you think about two out of three versus zero out of four. That's that's big. That is huge. And especially, like you said, because that's like one of the biggest things to kind of list off at the moment here is you have a, a Devils team who we've talked about on this podcast a lot, and you just said it. They are apparently a very young team. So the playoff jitters could be getting to them, or they could just be trying to get themselves loosened up, figure it out. I mean, there's... You could take Seattle, for example. Seattle, I believe this is their first playoff appearance in their organization's history, which, granted, short-lived at the moment because it's only been around for a couple years, but this is their first playoff burst. So, I mean, they're looking at... They've got a decently good veteran team, but they're still looking at trying to get their playoff jitters out of the way. They got it with a 3-1 win over the Avalanche. So, I mean, the youth definitely comes into play, when, especially in a big stage and a big rivalry against a team like the Rangers. Well, there's two parts there. You know, you the Rangers, the Devils haven't made the playoffs in five years. We've talked about that before, how big of a moment that was this year. The Rangers are a perennial power, you know, and that's one of those things of, there's so much overreaction after the first game. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to take away. You know, obviously you want to win it. You know, there's not a situation where you want to go down 0-1 and that because, you know, you don't want your opponent to have any more of an advantage. But, you know, when you're a young team and get down 2 nothing right out of the gate, I mean, that's an uphill sled at best. So. Yeah, and it's especially even with a veteran team, though, still in hockey, it seems like you get up 2-0 on somebody. I mean, it's still a tough tough road to climb if you can't get power play goals or you're not able to kill power plays on the opposing side of the puck. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the Devils series goes. As for the Golden Knights, it was another tough road sled and I was actually able to I'll take pride in this. Nick has been watching some hockey the last couple of days. Boy. Yeah, we got to watch a little bit of the the Viking or the Golden Wow man, I'm not able to speak, but we were able to watch some of the Jets and the Golden Knights play. And granted, the first period it was it was tough, a lot of shots on goal for the Knights um, and for the Jets as well. But I mean, the referee calls to me in that game, and even Kenny Doctor Jack was talking about it. They were very ticky tack calls. I mean, it was. They weren't able to to really play much. I mean, there were a couple. Um, I believe there were two slashing penalties that were definitely very callable. But otherwise, I mean, I think it was pretty pretty soft for the first for the first period. But after that, it was no score. And then all of a sudden, Winnipeg just took over in Game One. RC thoughts? Question mark. They messed up the line. Cassidy put Mark Stone on Eichel's line. You shouldn't have done that especially just getting back from double back surgery, dude, the chemistry wasn't there. And if you watch Mark Stone, like, skate last night, dude, he was so stiff looking. He was slow, stiff, just didn't look like he should have been starting. I think Marsh Assault should have been on that line starting, especially with the chemistry that they had going into the playoffs. That line was your hottest line, and then you went and messed it up and put the captain back in and then killed the chemistry in that line. So hopefully they fix that. Well, and as we get into this development, before we talk about it more, Nick just made a kid quit on MLB The Show in the second inning. So (laughs) there you go. 
in the third period, looking like absolute crap while doing it. Oh, 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 we kept it out. Get rid of the puck, what are you doing? Come on. Man. It was but, a... Yeah. It was a one-run game with a double going into the gap, and I have four hits on this kid, and he's only got one. So Nick able to get a get a win early. But, I mean, still, like you were talking about, you have a guy who he was out for how many games for the entirety of the season? He went out in December and then came back last night for his first game. I'm sorry. This guy may be, like, really talented at what he's doing and a good leader, but, dude, That's... starting him – Fresh off a double back surgery, first game back in and playoff. I don't think that's the correct move. It's and it sure showed on that line. I was gonna say it's not where it's at because I mean you you can even see as it goes. Playoff hockey is totally different, and playoff sports in any any facet of the game, it's faster. It's a little bit more competitive. So if you're not conditioned well enough and you're not there, I mean, like you said, he was skating pretty stiff. I mean, he got taken out after the first few minutes of the the first period and he was puffing like he was huffing for air and it was just it was kind of a little bit sad to watch but at the same time like you said you can't have that chemistry get mixed up and that was a big factor for them as they were just not able to to get it back last night but I will say big props to Brossois for keeping a game relatively close even though at the end it was a blowout when you're when your offense isn't helping you out and the the only thing keeping the game within, like, striking distance there for a minute was Brossois. Hats off to him for holding out as long as he did with zero help from the rest of the team. I think his record since starting now is 7-1-2, seven, seven, I believe. So that's a, that's a pretty good record, in my opinion. I would agree on that. That's And especially with a team like Winnipeg, who is, from what I saw, they're pretty fast. Um, they're able to... Uh, win face-offs decently well. And yes, in case JC's sitting on the other line, I have been brushing up on some of my hockey, so stay tuned. But um, it seemed like Winnipeg was able to just be a little bit quicker, and they had a lot more shot opportunities than what Vegas had. So I'm excited to see how the rest of the series goes, and especially with Thursday night coming up, you'll have game two um, in Vegas as well before they go switch to the home stretch. So, with that then, we've talked about two teams on the show. We'll get into the third one here because the Panthers on night number one on Monday, not getting it done with a 3-1 final for Boston. And especially, this is the biggest thing. Boston, as of what I saw on the broadcast, is one of the best teams scoring in the third period. So far in both games, zero third period goals in game number one. Tonight in game number two, there was only one. So Florida has done very good about shutting down Boston's third period scoring. But as for the the scoreline for tonight in a 6-3 final, it was massive. Able to get a lot of shots on goal, winning a lot of face-offs especially, but then you take it to two goals in the second period, which I saw both of those. I saw one in the third, and they had four overall in that third period. It got a little chippy at the end. Boston and Florida were getting after it there. So it should be interesting to see how the rest of that series goes because I don't think JC has been giving Florida a chance. And as I looked at the bracket, he had Boston going through, which I probably would have even put that if I made a bracket as well. And I'm sure RC was thinking that Boston was going to be number one as they chase a very historic season. But as for 
for game number two, it goes in favor of the good old Panthers as they get ready to, I believe, head head down to Florida. Is it three games at home when it comes to mm-hmm. the NHL playoffs, or is it only two at home and then two you at, switch? Yeah, two at home, then you switch. thing about it, and I'm not nearly as hot and heavy on Boston as RC is, but here's the thing. You knew Carolina was going to – I think I have Carolina losing in five. But you knew um, Florida, I should say, other Panthers. Um, <laughs> you knew at some point Florida was going to win. You're not likely to see a, a shutout. No. A, a sweep, if you will. But the thing about tonight is Boston's not used to being on that side of the coin. I mean, Boston got rocked. Yeah, um, it, was, look, it was a tough fighting games, game. I mean, there's been and six of the first first uh, round games, the road team won. By the way, so yes. you kind of figured Florida was going to be due here. But man, I tell you, if they can play half as well as what they just did tonight, I mean Boston's not unbeatable. You know, it's only one game, and we'll talk about that with a couple of other teams of very small sample size for one game. But, man, if I'm a Florida Panthers fan, I am doing a cartwheel, man, because there's so many people that put Florida getting swept. Because Boston, they've gotten justifiably so because Boston's been that team. But how often do you see top seeds in anything mm-hmm. really roll through the playoffs? It happens, but it's not an automatic. And even anymore, I mean, the more you get into, you know, the more time goes by, the less automatic it is. And it's I, – I would definitely agree with that statement because, I mean, you take a you take a look at some of the the, the NFL playoffs. I mean, that's, that's a hard thing even when you're a top seed. I mean, Kansas City um, and Philadelphia both being their, their top seeds, they ran pretty well through. They faced some struggles here and there. Um, you go to the MLB especially, I mean, you're a, you're a number one seed. You're expected to win. I mean, sometimes it just don't go your way. But then again – with the NHL right now, like you said, with road teams actually having a lot of success so far coming in, winning their game number ones. I mean, it's incredible to see as we got score lines here, two to one or two to two with the Kings and the Oilers at the end of the second, the wild and the stars are still six, three that's in the third. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see for Thursday's games. You got the lightning and the Maple Leafs squaring off Rangers devils for game number two, Kraken avalanche game two, Vegas, and the Jets for game two. So your current leaders right now on the board, Carolina leads with a 2 nothing lead. The Panthers and the and the Bruins are tied 1-1. One one. Trying to get two games on are either the Kings and the Wild trying to get two games on, but it looks like the Stars will be able to tie that series up 1-1. One one. So it should be pretty interesting to see how the rest of the NHL playoffs get underway here as we've got plenty of time. I believe, what is it? It's like 16 games to get to the Stanley Cup when it's all said and done or yeah, something like gotta, that. got to win a bunch, that's for sure. And also, the game I'm playing right now, the old New Jersey Devils at home for two, 27.7 seconds to go. Carolina, once again, has pulled their goalie. We should be in line to try to get another one, just saying. There Carolina, oh, big strike. Why can't we release the puck? Come on, man, go puck. But yeah, I think it's fascinating to look at this game uh, in the context of 
tomorrow. Bounce back games from Colorado, probably Vegas, New Jersey. And then we get to Toronto. This is a fascinating one. Toronto fans, uh, Maple Leafs fans that are, that is, are livid. Livid with the capital O of that word. Livid. Just capital. Um, they get rocked again to, to Tampa Bay 7-3, who eliminated them last year. Um, this game wasn't close. Toronto. Now, remember, this is the first game, first period, got booed off of the ice as they're going to the intermission between first and second period. I mean, the fans are hot to try already. And here's here's the thing. As the Devils, I believe, just wrapped up a 4-2 win here uh, in in our first game. But here's the thing. Toronto fans have been a first-round exit, I want to say, four, five, six seasons in a row now, where they have been good and gotten just rocked. A lot of those come to Boston. Remember that. That's an important thing to think about. But it is hard for me to sympathize with that, and here's why. As you're well aware of, my teams don't get in the playoffs almost, period. It's Not tough. And so you think about it from that perspective, I mean, there's been a lot of teams throughout time. You think of like the mm, like 80s, 90s Dolphins are a great one. Of you have a team. Dan Marino never wins a title, but you have a team that is should be set, should be in a position to get the job done, mm-hmm. and are not able to do so. Fans get sick of it. Fans legitimately get sick of it. I mean, Toronto is to that point. Fans, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's the age-old adage you'll hear some fans say, uh, this team lets me down and I'm not going to watch them again, which <laughs> they will. I mean, you know, I remember thinking last year after the Blue Jays game, but never to a point where you think to yourself, like, I'm actually not going to watch this team. Yeah. Like, it's never been that bad. Well, and think of it this way. You're one of your biggest advocates for that. One of your biggest advocates for that has to be the Buffalo Bills. You're in four straight Super Bowls, lose all of them, and two of them were horrifying losses for Buffalo. I mean, that... Bill's Mafia has still been a fan, and they're still without a Super Bowl. As I strike out two batters in a row and go to the bottom of the or the top of the second, but I mean, still like, also like you said, for those the Minnesota Wild are absolutely getting ran out of the building down in Dallas, uh-oh. seven to three. That is, uh oh, nothing. We don't want the Wild to win. Remember, I'm Dallas going to the Western Conference Final. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just. Wow. <laughs> First wow. F first F bomb of the show has killed <laughs> RC. If you couldn't hear it from the peanut gallery, goes fuck the wild. <laughs> oh, F bomb too. We're officially an explicit <laughs> podcast now. Oh, but I mean, it's like you said. This Toronto team, you get booed off the ice at your own home arena in the first period. That is tough. In like the first period. Yeah. I mean, I get you're down three, but in your home stadium, down by three, 
And I think people that thought Toronto was going to roll through Tampa Bay was absolutely delusional. Um, I, I think I have them going to seven and Toronto wins, which I think if my bracket right now, if I'm being honest, the one pick I hate is Toronto beating Tampa. You know, it's one of those first game, you're going to have knee-jerk stuff. They knee-jerk reactions, but it was very herky-jerky on that one. They looked terrible, and you know, you look at the Golden Knights, you look at the Devils. I talked about Colorado. We haven't talked about them much, but they lost the Kraken. You look at those three teams, and there is a bounce back, and there is a route to winning the series. If I'm Toronto, tomorrow's desperation time already. Because even you look at you look at Colorado, you look at New Jersey, you look at the uh, Golden Knights. They can win on the road. Yes, and New Jersey's done it all year. New Jersey's the best road team in the league. Like you, you look at that. That plays in the postseason, and you and I talked about this last week. That plays in the postseason. It does. You know, you're you don't want to get behind to where you have to play that great on the road. But I'm here to tell you. If Toronto goes down two nothing, and they go down to Tampa, they're in dire straits even more than they are already. I mean, best case you go to Toronto or go down to Tampa tied one one. And that's the sad thing to say about that is you're already counting them in such dire straits when it's only game two of the series. Like if you take an L, it's and you're saying that it's that tough to come back. I mean, you're you're looking for a lot of desperation when it comes to just trying to figure out, okay, what what can we do to stop this Tampa Bay team who is, within the last couple of years, they're a very good team. Mike bought metal. <laughs> Dude, they were going off big, man. And, and here, but here's the thing. You know, we just – it might sound backwards to say, but we just talked about how it's only one game. But you have to look at this series. Toronto chokes in the playoffs. Oh, I mean, smashed this time by Carolina, down 2-0. Um, and Tampa has made two or three Stanleys in a row. Yeah. Which is incredibly exhausting, by the way. <laughs> I and mean, that's a lot of games to be playing in a three-year span. But here's the thing. You got game one. You know, you already got the, the media circus. Jesus. Oh Holy cow. Sean Jarvis is pounding a 3 nothing, Or Seth Jarvis, whatever the hell his name is. Carolina's up 3 nothing on our video game. Not loving it. I just but took a... I just took a one-run lead about to take a potential two-run. Nope. Guy tried to make a diving stop on a blooper in the gap, and I thought he was going to catch it. It just barely bounced over his head, and I had a runner just hightailing after my dude. So we're still 1-0, but we got runners on. Yeah, playing some more modern games, and I am just going to Claptown. Won the first one, 4-2, 5-2, whatever the heck. I just need one. So I just need- it's safe to say that Madden 95, definitely JC's game. <laughs> <laughs> I played the whole time. This is like my fourth time playing this hockey game. The, Come on, get rid of it, dude. Don't cover. The modernism. 34.4 seconds to go on the first down of three zippo. 
Dallas going off for seven goals, still six minutes to go. Oh, Lord. And the thing about that Dallas series is, we talked about the Pavelski hit last week. I mean, it's playoff hockey, and that's what I've heard from a couple Minnesota fans I know. Is, well, that's playoff hockey. Well, that's great, but you can't purposely try to hurt somebody. Like, oh, yeah. You yeah. haven't seen it in the Toronto has gotten a guy ejected already for multiple games. I can't remember. Let me double-check here who um, – Oilers just too. scored as well. I have no idea where that's at. Oh, that's in the system. So that should that's be. Um, so there was a hit last night in the um, Toronto game, uh, and they ended up ejecting the guy for three games. I mean, the Pavelski hit fired up Dallas. I have zero doubt. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, Dallas is well on their way. They're up four goals. Um, but, you know, apparently L. Edmonton just scored. And R.C., a little more leery of Edmonton than he is L.A., which is always interesting. Surprising. I'm leery of how bad I'm playing right now against the old Hurricanes. Oh, man. What is going on? Come on, boys. We're only down three. It's fine. We just need one. For those of you who are new to the Colbert Show, if you guys have not been here before, this is the usual episodes. We get sidetracked on a lot of stuff, trying to figure out whose teams are winning where and where we're going and what's going on. But we had another thing that we'll talk about when it comes to getting injections on a hit. Cause I kind of wanted to see where people sat with this, but we can keep wrapping up this hockey segment. Cause we also have the good old Iowa wild, our hometown team making the playoffs. And JC knows oh, a little bit. First game. Yeah, JC oh. knows a little bit more about how that schedule goes than I do when it comes to it. So they're playing the old Rockford Icehogs. Devils can't buy a goal right now. Good Lord. Turned it over. Uh, they play the Rockford Icehogs. Uh, one, I want to say one game in Rockford and two in Des Moines. Also, side note, this is just the second time in team history the Iowa Wild that made the playoffs. So there's that. Uh, Iowa Wild lose a heartbreaker in overtime. Oh. My voice cracked there. Um, losing overtime 3-2, I want to say. They're back to it Friday. $2 beer night down in Des Moines. You'll love to hear it. We love $2 uh, beer night at hockey Rockford, games. Rockford Ice Hogs. That's a tremendous, uh, oh, right up the middle, and they didn't get it. Uh, that's a tremendous um, selling point to get people there. Also, like, ringside tickets are, like, 50 bucks. So, you know, if you want to go check out some playoff hockey – you know, I've, we've seen them once this year. They actually played Rockford, ironically enough. Um, but should be fun. Should be a, a fun atmosphere, fun game. Iowa Wild need to win or it is over. Swept 2-0, but you know, we'll see. The old Iowa Wild needed a win. Uh, their last game of the season to get in as well. So they were trying to – oh, we turned it over. What a save. Um, they were able to – get to the postseason and, you know, hopefully Des Moines shows out for him. That's all I got to say. 
I was going to say, when it comes to the Iowa Wild game, I mean, we've only been to a... Audrey and I have been to a few Iowa Wild games just going. The crowds are okay, but for a hometown professional hockey team, I mean, they are not the most insane crowds that you would think, as I just got doubled up. That sucks. That should not have been a double play. Come on. What are we doing? Oh, my God. Another turnover. I should have took that ball. The Willikers Wilder on the power play uh, down 7-3. Not really going to have to worry about them coming back. I can't run a face up or score a goal. It's like watching my team yesterday. Oof. Big woof. (laughs) Big, big woof. I'm not giving him the lane. Why are you giving him the middle? Come on. <laughs> Total Jeez. cluster. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. Come on, Doug. He's gripping it. Oh, I hit the post. God bless America. Shoot it. No. Oh, another. Yeah, this podcast has gone off the rails, it, it, man. When when do this or do these podcasts like, do ever stay on the rails? We don't uh, talk very good, and we don't do math very good. Oh, he laid on it. We get oh, so sidetracked by everything in this world. Oh, I haven't even had a sip of my wonderful natural ice. Man, I... He's cracked it open, hasn't had a sip. Meanwhile, Nick is going on the Boomtown Come number on, two. Turn around. Shoot it. Get in there. No. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> show ladies and gentlemen <laughs> wow oh my oh, hello darkness my old friend good <laughs> lord oh we're giving him another lane oh my god get us out of this period please so oh, get one more hat. jesus wow that was bad all right well we only need four goals in a period that scored zero oh, we literally my. just gave up on the final second too how oh my god that's own goal. This I don't is, know if you can look back at random goals for replays or not. I, if you can, you should figure it out because that would be hilarious. We'll throw it on the good old. Oh, an own goal. We'll God. throw it on there. But this was kind of on one of my topics I wanted to talk about this week. To me, this is kind of a heated one. Because you talked about the hit in the Dallas game with the Wild and how he's ejected for three games or suspended for three games. Meanwhile, no, the Wild wasn't. Toronto was. Or Toronto was. I don't think the Wild. The Wild got a two-minute minor. Yeah. That was it out of that. Oh, my God. Good God. We're giving them the medal and an empty net. They score. Holy cow. Oh, the wheels have fell off the wagons after a game one win. We're now five now. Good Lord. 
I don't think I've ever heard JC lose on this podcast. That's a that's All a right, tough one. We're gonna get one. We get we. It only takes one. Our that's, defense has been terrible. Man, yeah. I'm just. I have Adams' oh. disease in this game. I'm hitting it right to people with some of my best hitters, but it's still two nothing going into the fourth. We're rocking with the Omaha Sabers. But so this is the thing that I was wanting to discuss because I'm I'm kind of curious about this. You get the targeting ejection in college football to where you're out for the the half or the next first half of the game or whenever you get your ejection called for targeting. I don't know what the ejection policy is for the NFL when it comes to stuff like that. But in the NBA at the moment, Draymond Green under a little bit of fire after the other night in the Kings versus the Warriors steps on a player who, yes, was holding his ankle, but at the same time deliberately steps on the man's chest, trying to, quote-unquote, get away. At the same time, I'm thinking, okay, one, tensions are rising, so yes, there's going to be a lot of chippiness. But two, why does Christian Leitner get reincarnated? Where do we need all of this just pizzazz on stomping on people and getting trying to just maliciously hurt somebody else like that? He received a one-game suspension from this. So, my personal thinking is, if something like this happens, granted, in hockey, it might be a little different because checking is a full part of the game. This, like, severity of the hit would come to the penalty. I personally think that Draymond Green for this act should be probably suspended for anywhere from three to four games when it comes to it. And he should miss part of like a lot more of the series than just one game. If you haven't seen the step step on or step over, you can go find it on Twitter. You can go find it everywhere. We might try to find a link to be able to post it. But otherwise, I mean this is kind of one of those things to where I'm just kind of tired of people being so soft when it comes to sports. Like if you get if somebody just makes a hit on you or a play like that it's like, dude, just get over it. Like, play better. If the refs are going against you, fine. Like, try to overcome it. But stuff like that, to me, is just, it's not one of those things to where I'm I'm a fan of. To me, it's very unsportsmanlike. I don't know what you guys feel about it or if you guys saw this or not, but that's where I stand on that. And I kind of just wanted to talk about it because we aren't the most political podcast on the, on the face of planet Earth, but we try to be at least double-sided. <laughs> Well, I think the first thing on there that's fascinating is the Draymond Green reaction to it of, you know, trying to justify it. Exactly. I mean, that, that to me tells you what you need to know. Oh, he just messed one in front. Um, that tells me what you need to know right there is if it was clean-ish, there wouldn't be almost a sense of I'm going to brag about what happened here today. Yeah. That you from Draymond Green there. Um, the other part of that equation is, like you said, I don't really, even if you hold your ankle down, you don't need to stomp on the guy. Yeah. But he puts his weight on him. That That is a one-way ticket to a sustained injury in the playoffs. Like, break a rib and that's it. 
Luis like Roberts gonna... just went deep for the Sabres. 3 nothing. So, yeah, that, I mean, it, there was not really a justification. And I, I, you know me, I don't absolutely do not care about pro basketball one bit. Yes. But it was fascinating to see that type of play in the sport. Also, Devils down 5-1. It is uh, looking tough here in game two. Um, but I, I just – and there's people that are defending it. And there's there's definitely a two-party system with this one. You either absolutely think it is the worst play and absolutely had no business being had, which is the right decision, or there's like an unnecessary justification system for him. And it just makes me wonder, like, I, I don't know. I just don't understand how you could justify it. I, I mean, I, that's... I'm on the same level as you, because like I said at the beginning of this little bit, the thing that this brings back memories to is seeing it, especially on like 30 for 30 and stuff like that. But Christian Leitner back in the day when he was playing at Duke, very, as you could say, dirty at some points. Yes, but just scrappy and all this, but he ended up stepping on a guy. I forget what team it was against, but he ended up stepping on a dude in kind of the same situation. And like you said, it was either, he was facing a ton of scrutiny behind it, or he was just seen as, oh, yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. Leitner's was a little bit more blatant on the fact that it was just free. There was nothing going on. They were going at each other a little bit throughout the game. But Leitner's was just full-blown, like, I'm just going to do it. Draymond Green has a little bit of, and I won't fully justify it, but he was getting held a little bit. So he had a little bit more of a reason to kind of give that reaction. Still, though, when it comes down to it, you're on a bigger professional stage. You've dealt with a lot of crap like this before. Why are you not used to it at this point? That's my biggest thing. Yeah, no question about that. Score up a Dallas win 7-3. Devils in the old video game are a game apiece with old Carolina after getting just throttled 5-1. Well... And uh, good old Edmonton with uh, half the period left leads by one. There we go. It's been a very entertaining night so far on the show. We've had a couple of own uh, goals. I'll go back and watch the replay, but I definitely had a uh, own goal there. So that was painful. Oh. Rematch game three is fun. There we go. We- I, I'm blowing it open right now in the fifth. It's a 5 nothing. 5 nothing game so far. And unless, oh, there's Paul Goldschmidt. That's going to be a deep fly with two outs. We're going to send on attack. Oh, no, we're going to call him back because that ball is right at him. So a chance to go 6-0. Chance was not had. We, we scrapped that. So we have a lot of time coming up before... Any NFL talk still hits the boards, so we're still waiting on that to get ready to go through a little bit of a draft talk. But otherwise, around the good old sports world, the MLB is now full full swing. And we're going as, I wonder how, is our, can RC still hear us, or is he pulling shenanigans? Oh, yeah. RC, what, what's your... His new favorite team, the LA Kings. How are the Kings doing there, Mr. Good Old RC? 
No, they're trailing, trailing by one, but they've had their opportunities. Oh my God! About ten minutes left in the third. I think the Kings got another, got another, another big, big coming. No way, dude! Roll Edmonton. I think the Kings got another upset in them right here. Well. Come on, get it to the front! Oh no! We'll try. Oh my that. God! This is agony. Take this back to home for the Kings and finish it out. Come on, throw some punches, boys. I don't know how to do that, but throw some punches. Well, we'll hop over to the MLB real quick. The Yankees end up tonight taking a thriller in the Bronx away from Shohei Otani and the good old Angel staff in a 3-2 victory as Shohei Otani about had a home run. Aaron Judge with an incredible catch of it going off the foot of his, like the heel of his glove into his bare hand, robbing Shohei Otani of a home run. So the Yankees are still on a little bit of a strong suit as they sit second so far in the standings for the American League East. Oh, God, Daka. Oh, good night, this, Mr. Carolina, man. Oh. Well, JC just checking bodies out here, apparently. We're... And, and I'm surprised when you're led. Wasn't that what we were supposed to do? Oh. I mean, automatic wins, sure. What do you normally do? You just sit there and wait for them to punch you a couple of times? I think it looks at least like... Nah, you know, dude! Nah, 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 nah. Sorry, I'm so just too good at fighting. That's a, oh, yeah, kill them on the board. They don't even call penalties in this league. Sound, exactly. Sounds like JC's playing a little vicious out here when it comes to the good old NHL. Oh, we got clapped in the last game, so you got to light the fire somewhere. You got to boom! <laughs> oh, good night, son. Got to show them who you're messing with. All our fans are probably like, this man is mad. Well, yeah, he is mad. He wants the Devils to take take home the good old Stanley a Cup. But as we hop in... To some of the standings for the majors, Tampa, it has happened. The Rays took an L. They've taken three, but they're still the best team in baseball currently at the moment with 16 wins so far on the year. They're leading the American League East as it goes. The Rays, Yankees, Orioles, Blue Jays, and then the Bo Sox sitting at the middle or sitting at the bottom of the American League East. That race could be very interesting when it comes to a couple of these teams because the Yankees are starting to find their stride, hitting like they do. Blue Jays have dropped a little bit, but they're still playing well. The Orioles are trying to hit a little bit of a gas gas can and start moving their way up through. But this Tampa team is incredibly strong when it comes to hitting, when it comes to a bullpen that they got. I mean, they are just lighting it up. When you go through the rest of the American League, the Twins right now, taking the American League Central at number one. They've got 11 wins on the year. Guardians are sitting at two. The Tigers, this is this may be short-lived, or I don't know, because the bottom three look absolutely abysmal here when it comes to the AL Central. Tigers are sitting at third. White Sox, four. Royals at four and 15 to start the year. But, folks, they're not the worst team in the league. We're getting there. You go to the American <laughs> League West. You got Texas. They're 12 and six. The Angels are nine and nine. Astros, nine and 10. A little bit of a slow start for the good old Houston Strohs. The Mariners sitting at eight and 11. And then, folks, the worst team in the MLB to try to come back around for a second season, the Oakland Athletics. A whopping. 
three and sixteen with a win percentage of one or a point one five nine and a half games back. The American League looking rocky at best in a couple of divisions here. Well, and like we said last year, it sucks to be an Oakland Athletics fan. It does. It's hard. After the Moneyball approach, it was a shot in the dark. After 2014 and 15, it was a shot in the dark. Well, and I just want to point something out from the old weekend with the old Rays that I told you last week that you kind of chuckled at when they were 13-0. and They went to Toronto, and I said, hey, look out. The Blue Jays will take two of three. You know what happened? They took two of three. The Blue Jays took two of three. <laughs> Got rocked on Sunday, but you know what? I think at this point, you know, you'll you'll take it playing a good team like that. And, you know, kind of like Houston, except we didn't win the series against Houston as the wheels fell off the wagon tonight in the eighth inning. But um, you got two really good teams right out of the gate. And that's something that, you know, Houston's the team in the East, uh, or in the team in the uh, AL. Yeah. Um, Anybody that thinks they aren't, anybody that's concerned they have a losing record or had a losing record, well, it's 16 games into a 162 schedule. Time to sit down and relax. Yeah, you're... They are going to be strong. They are going to be the king to beat still. You're... Oh, why did I swing at that? uh, Tampa Bay is one that, I mean, I don't know. I have a hard time gauging how good they're going to be. I mean, they got rocked by Cincinnati in the opener. I think they beat Cincinnati the other two times, but still, I mean, that is a terrible team. Well, uh, and you're bound to have... shout out to the Pirates and Cubs being atop the NL Central while that lasts. Yeah. Um, but the Reds are going to be abysmal at, <laughs> abysmal at best. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see, I mean what Tampa winds up being able to do. If there's a turnover in front, good job. It was old Dougie Hamilton, and we turn over again. We can't do anything. Game three looks like game two, except we haven't given up a goal yet. And that's going to change right now. There's a goal. Way to go. Aho, you've done it again, my son. It's one nothing, Carolina. Love. Well, yep. that was tough. <laughs> you hate tough. to you hate to be there. And speaking of going to the Cubs for the National League, they picked up a big twelve nothing win over, or a twelve two win over the Athletics. Was it twelve? I can't remember the score off the top of my head. We'll get there as we run through scores for the day. But Cubs get a big series win over Oakland. I shouldn't say big because yeah. I mean it's a real not challenge, man. It's not don't, don't break for the. Sweat, but. For the Cubs right now, it is pretty big because Pat Wisdom is going absolutely off. He's had, at the other day, he had four home runs in the last five games. And he's, young stars are shining bright for the Cubs. Say Suzuki back in the lineup. Bellinger actually finally starting to hit. But as we go through to the National League here, the Braves are top in the Amer- or the National League East, 14-5. and five, And I believe they were the top team in the power ranking as their schedule has been a little bit stiffer when it comes to wins as the Rays, so I believe they were number one in the power rankings as it came out this week. And then you throw it to the Mets are sitting at number two in there as fun story for this. Scherzer the other, or I believe it was tonight, got ejected. Boy, due, sure did. Due to the fact of the good old pitcher check yeah. rule. 
And for those people who are who are trying to still figure this rule out of why pitchers are taking their pants off and dropping their trousers, like dropping their pants to the ground, it is because umpires are truly now looking for literally anything that has a substance that is on their body. So, Max Scherzer in a sweaty environment. Apparently, his excuse to the media was, and I, I'm going to say that I'm probably going to validate this excuse because, to me, Scherzer is one of those guys that he's going to just flat out beat you because Mad Max is absolutely crazy. I would not want to face Mad Max at all. It'd be fun to step in the box and just see how, how his mind works when it comes to baseball. But at the same time, it is definitely not a person you want to step in the box against. But he ends up getting ejected for having, as he quotes, rosin and sweat on his hands and told the umpire religiously, it is rosin and sweat, I swear on my life, still gets tossed. How believable is that? I'm going to go with pretty believable. But. Oh, no, we're starting this again. Lord. Yeah, and I think you look at Scherzer. Oh. He is one of those pitchers. You know, I'm going to pick Garrett Cole out of this because Garrett Cole has a tendency to run his run his trap when he plays the Blue Jays. <laughs> Imagine that. Yankees and Blue Jays don't like each other. Anyway, Matt Scherzer may be one of the easiest pitchers to believe that it is not anything foreign yes. that he's used here. Because he's so good, and he has been good as long as I can remember. Yeah, year and in, year out, Scherzer has been an absolute dog. Consistent. Absolutely consistent. And you look at that from a guy like him. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that headline today, and it's one of those of, I don't know, it, it seems pretty suspect that you would get all wound up by it, but with the way officiating is and the way the game is anymore, I'll be honest with you there too. Uh, all these rule changes, <laughs> unfortunately, seemingly the way we're going to go. Dude, umpires, even at the college level, have been just so hyper looking for anything when it comes to an injection. Florida the other day had, um, they had a guy absolutely blast a nuke. He celebrated a little bit gets back and gets tossed just immediately yanked out of the ball game. And so the next guy who hit a home run, who's the home run leader in the country in Galganal for Florida, he ends up just rounding the bases. As soon as he touches home plate, hands were at his side and he was avoiding all of his teammates. Like literally he was standing as a twig, just walking around. And I'm like, dude, that is the funniest thing ever. I'm surprised he didn't get ejected just for mocking the umpire because we've seen that as well. If you mock an umpire or something, Nelson Cruz a couple years ago um, got ejected for moving the batter circle on deck. Like, what? Like, tell me how that does anything. He moved it over because you asked him to get over to the other side, but that was where he wanted to warm up. Like, really? You're, well, he didn't listen to the umpire. I mean, that, that's one that people get all bent out of shape about that. He was he knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't pick up the on-deck circle and move it. 
Like, if you're trying to prove a point and be that guy and, you know, antagonize <laughs> the official, that's what you're going to do. Oh, yeah. And antagonize the official, and the official didn't appreciate and rejected him. You know, everybody had a problem with that, kind of like you're talking about there. I really didn't have a problem with that objection. You know, it's not – we talk about it on this show a lot. The celebration one is where I have the beef. Yes. Pitchers can do it. Why can't batters? We're still trying to figure that out, apparently, because batters – to a large degree, are still not allowed to do it. And you still see them get ejected. And it is still stupid. Yeah. But like, it is so idiotic that there's only one of two answers here. And one would fit the narrative of what we've been doing, which is try to take the fun out of the game and change the game. Yeah. And that nobody celebrates anything. Fist pump, you're gone. Whatever the, whatever the uh, pitching pitcher does you know he can get ejected for a fist pump or something like which would be stupid or you let both teams celebrate and because they're playing a game they're playing a game let them celebrate let them have a moment the fans live the game of most people the fans are here to see the energy and the fans are also here to as i'm sorry i'm just looking at this flash drive that I have that is just absolutely destroyed. I got very shiny sidetracked. But the fans are here to watch the game, and the fans are here to see the energy that the players are able to give off. Kids rally themselves on how a player is built, and they're rallying around themselves to see, like, what what's going on? Like, where? Like, can I celebrate this? Like, how can I do this in a good way? I will say, in some cases, like, there was this third-grade team that I saw on Twitter. It was a basketball team, like a third-grade club basketball team. Those kids were celebrating like they were in the NBA and their shit didn't stink. Like, they were just going absolutely nuts, and that was way too overboard. But then again, you get kids, like, in the Little League World Series. You get a bat flip here or there. It's like, yeah, good. Let them play a little bit. This is the biggest stage for them possible. They deserve a little bit. They won. They were the best team in their country. They were the best team in their region. Like... You won, good for you. When it comes to the MLB, it's like, dude, at some moments, a pitcher's going to throw one down the shaft, and you take it 450, hell yeah. Throw the bat a little bit, because he made a mistake, and you made him pay. That's the biggest thing I can say about that. The pitcher's the same way. You made a guy look stupid and just soared the shit out of him. I'm not... I'm Trevor Bauer in it. I'm putting the sword in the sheath and just walking off the mound, Conor McGregor style. So Kings have an empty net for those keeping score. By the time this podcast comes out, we'll already know what happens. But Edmonton trying to get it. Boy, if the Kings can find one late, they found one late in the first uh, matchup. Uh, They can really put the pressure on Edmonton. Also, Devils in game three of the Hurricanes versus uh, Devils are losing. 2-1 with 721 to go. All the woes continue. Well, for those keeping track of Nick's good old MLB The Show game number two, this kid has not quit yet, but it's 8-2 in the eighth. Oh, I thought that went in. I am apparently finding a good way to hit. Oh, we're not going to die for this. We're going to make him think about it. Oh, no, 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 no. Get out of there. But as we go... through the rest uh, of the National uh, League standings where we got uh, off our... With 532 to go, Yegor Sharikovich ties and let's go. There we go. He's, I think, running time out because uh, no time has moved on 
the old uh, NHL site. There you go. Yeah. Well, as we go through the rest of the standings here, second in the American League East, like we said, the Braves are one, Mets are two, Marlins at ten and nine right now, Phillies are third in the or fourth in the East with eight and eleven. The Nationals are sitting at a five and thirteen. Going to the NL Central, you got the Milwaukee Brewers still holding strong in their top spot. They're fourteen and five. Cubs now on a massive winning streak. They're winning four, seven of their last three have been wins. Same for the Brewers as well. They're on a hot streak with 11-6. and six. As you go to the Pirates now, they're third when it comes to the standings in the NL Central. They're 12-7. and seven. They're on a three-game win streak, six of their last four. Cardinals are sitting at 8-11. and 11. They've had a little bit of a slow start as the year has begun, 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. And then the Cincinnati Reds are 7-11, and 11, sitting at the bottom of the NL Central. In the NL West, Diamondbacks are 11 and 8 and we'll come back to the Diamondbacks because they potentially have an incredible star on their team as well. Los Angeles Dodgers they are sitting at 9 and 10, Padres are sitting at 9 and 11, and then when it comes to the Giants and the Rockies, well the Giants are fourth, Rockies are sitting at the bottom of the barrel at 5 and 14 as Rockies fans are still waiting for their time to get back. They're on an 8 game skid as they are trying to get themselves back to hopefully being something. But as we talk about the Diamondbacks, I don't know how much JC has been kind of looking at some of the players in the MLB. I have. And for example, one of these rising stars is on the good old D-backs, and he goes by the name of Mr. Corbin Carroll. And now Corbin Carroll can fly. If you have not seen this man steal bases or just fly around the bases on a base hit, it's thoroughly impressive. Because, I mean... He's speed. Looks like the fucking Kings apparently tonight. God dang it. <laughs> Good old talk. Yep, Kings are up four to two with twenty two seconds to go. Final. Make that a final. Four to go. go. Carolina four, New Jersey three. We need a miracle, boys. We have played terrible. Pucks loose. Get to it. Come on. No. <sighs> So, 40 seconds. We're still squandering it. Trying to work it. Can't let one in or it's over. All right, putt possession. Had it for a second. Loses it. Here's Dougie Hamilton. 30 seconds to go. Worked it. Out to the middle. Chance in front. Oh, he saved it. Oh, we, no. I'm loving the play-by-play here for good old JC. Uh, 25.7 seconds to go. Oh, Aho versus, I want to say he's here. We need a big play right here, boys. As we go to the ninth inning, we got one out. No. Blake's, or Justin Musgrove looking at for his Uh, first. Why are we watching the puck go by 17 seconds to go? Uh, We're going to lose, boys. Well, at least they did it mercifully. They scored with 12 and a half seconds, and we're down two games to one. Well, this is going well. That is (laughs) tough. As we oh, now have a complete game. Oh. Justin Musgrove gets a complete game. Nine innings, two earned runs. As 8-2, your final score for Nick's good old Omaha Sabres as it was a nine-inning, seven-hit, nine Ks, two earned runs for Justin Musgrove in his first start in the uniform. But going it back to Corbin Carroll, it's still early in the season. But 
Corbin Carroll hitting 292, four home runs, eight ribbies. His on-base percentage is a .887. For a rookie, that's that's thoroughly impressive. And granted, nobody knows who you are yet, but I mean, he is flying around the bases. We'll see if we can get some more stats coming in here for the kid. But as last year he played, or for a second year, excuse me, he played 32 games last year. 104 at-bats. He had a 260 average last year. This is going to be his biggest fact. Where are his... For his stolen bases last year, he had two. This year, he's already got seven in the span of a few games in 19. So, Corbin Carroll looking to to get some stealing records. Will he break Ricky Henderson's? Absolutely not. I don't think anybody could ever break Ricky Henderson's record. It's not up for discussion. But Corbin Carroll looking to break some records potentially just for stealing on the smaller half of it. I mean, if you haven't seen this kid, like I said, he can fly. Just an absolute speed demon of a kid. He has been fun to watch. I'll be excited to watch a couple of games with him when the Cubs play the Diamondbacks. But, I mean, other than that, the MLB has been, like we've been talking about, it's been a short season so far because it's just it's only just begun. As good old Chubbs sings in Happy Gilmore, we've only just begun. So as we get through here for scores throughout the day, Rays take an 8-0 win today. Guardians get a 3-2 win over the Tigers. Giants with a 5-2 over the Marlins. Cardinals 14-5 over the D-backs. Excuse me, 5-2 Phillies over the White Sox. Rangers with a big 12-2-3 win over the Royals. Mets... Take a win over the Dodgers. Pirates, 14-3 win over the Rockies. Cubs, 12-2 over the A's. Brewers pick up a win. Padres pick up a 1-0 win over the Braves, so that's big for San Diego. Yankees with a win. Orioles, Twins, and Astros all with wins today. Thursday's lineup with the Twins versus the Bo Sox. Everybody's series pretty much goes as follows. Cubs go with the Dodgers. Padres go to Arizona, Mets, Giants, Phillies, Rockies, Pirates, Reds, and then the Angels and the Yankees still continue their series. I find this interesting because this is the first time that they've put this into play. Everybody plays everybody this year. I'm kind of a big fan of it, not going to lie. I think it's pretty cool. (laughs) What did you say about it? You and me both. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's... I'm oh we got a diamond. As we're pulling cards here, we got a diamond. It's a purple, so it's we're not gonna get too hype about it. But I do think it is pretty cool that everybody's gonna play everybody. Oh, we got Trey Turner. That's huge. We're putting him on the bench because we do have a better shortstop at the moment. But I think that is pretty cool that everybody's gonna play everybody this year. This is the first time that they're trying it. So a lot more series are going to be happening throughout. So if you're a fan of the Kansas City Royals and you're in Chicago, you could get a chance to chance to, or get a chance to see a Cubs Royals game. If you are a fan of the Angels, but you want to see a big matchup or you were dreaming of this matchup, it's probably going to happen in maybe a city near you. So make sure you guys keep your keep your eyes on the schedules and see where everybody's going this year. Because it, it's going to be a fun year when it comes to the MLB, in my opinion. If people can figure out, you know, how to how to not be fun haters. Because that's the biggest thing that I think everybody's looking at is, can we not be fun haters? I would really appreciate well, it. You know, there's certain 
demographic of people that absolutely hates playing everybody and there's they're the same group that you know al nl cross uh conference matchup they also hate those yeah so, and we're not talking about people that are your age or mine we're talking about those that are substantially over devil's lead two nothing let's go just for boquist in game four we need it we need it we need it jc flying through games as i'm Getting ready to play number three here. You know, or it's all right. But the MLB coming up in full swing. Do we have an XFL update? Oh, boy. We haven't talked XFL. They score again. They score again. Three nothing. Where was this last week? Heck if I know. So we're also uh, uh, working towards week. 10. So we're talking week nine. Roughnecks get it done against Vegas 28-21. San Antonio beats Orlando 25-22. DC over Arlington 28-26. Shot through the middle. What a save. Nico Dodd. Let's go. Uh, and the Battle Hawks get absolutely rocked by Seattle. There's a shot on that. Right back to him. Oh, Secondary chance goes all the way through the slot. Uh, Seattle wins 30-12. to 12. So, this week, Vegas plays the Battle Hawks. Arlington plays Orlando. Houston plays... Oh, turned over there. Uh, Houston plays... What's the other one? Uh, Houston plays Arlington. And Vegas plays Seattle. Orlando, St. Louis... D.C. against San Antonio. So, we'll talk about the standings because we all know so much about the XFL. We love we like it. To talk. It's fun. It's amusing. Here's a chance. They're going to score. Rebound in front. It's in. They scored 4 nothing. Let's go. Have you heard of the Carl effect? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, XFL, XFL North. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, XFL North has clinched the top spot. The defenders have it 8-1. Battlehawks in second, tied with Seattle at six and three. XFL South, Houston Roughnecks, top seed, losing record. The Renegades are in second. Remember, top two teams play in the title games of their respective conference. Winners meet up to take a look and try to make something happen for the first and you know maybe last XFL championship. I'll be honest, I don't really know how popular it is. Uh, USFL also has started. So for those that like uh, off-brand football, here's chance up front, rebound, didn't get it. Uh, USFL, we'll see what we can find here quick on the USFL. Uh, it has started as well. Uh, trying to focus on two things that won't. Playing on the big screen, not used to that either. Um, so USFL schedule. Oh, they've already played week one. we got scores to talk about. Here we go. Oh, Devils hell yeah. USFL, the Philadelphia Stars beat the Memphis Showboats 27-23. Birmingham Stallions beat the New Jersey Generals 27-10. The Michigan Panthers beat the Houston Gamblers 29-13. New Orleans Breakers beat the Pittsburgh Maulers. Oh, big name there. 22-15, they were only mauling that L. Oh. Piping hot L. 
as they lose to New Orleans. Games going this week on Saturday, Houston at New Orleans, Memphis at Birmingham. Sunday, New Jersey at Pittsburgh and Michigan at the Philadelphia Star. Let's check those standings real quick, too. So those keeping track. The After North week one. Panthers and Stars 1-0, and Maulers and Generals 0-1, Stallions and Breakers in the South 1-0, and Showboats and Gamblers 0-1, and, and RC is doing all the over there. Uh, we're talking about some rock concert as well over in the UK that wasn't doing so hot. I don't know if RC wants to try to talk about that. I think he's making like toast or something. Like I that. just... So he's making a ham sandwich live on the podcast. I just you let know? off my game with a nuke as my leadoff hitter Adam. goes deep to right field. On the first pitch of the AB, too, by the way, for the bottom of the first. Wow. Big players making big plays. Oh, he's hitting the boards. Good night, son. And we Steelers got it. Uh-oh. Nico Dawes is on fire. What's this? Come on, boys. Break out. Another chance. Shoot. Missed it wide. Tries to turn it right back. Rebound off the side of the post. Another chance. That doesn't go. Crashing into the board. Oh, mercy. Here's a conspiracy Oh, hold on here. Hold on here. We gotta. We gotta possibly if the camera. Nope. We'll. We'll make sure we mark this so we can. The camera end up dying. So we'll mark this here. But. Oh. On oh, the doorstep. Clear it, boys. Oh yeah. Stephen Fowler. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, we turned it over. God. So, RC, what is your conspiracy theory here? I am only. Convinced Walmart does something to their brand of lettuce because I bought this bag of lettuce yesterday and it's already turning brown and disgusting compared to every other like grocery store where you get like I don't know like at least two days of like decent lettuce before it starts to go bad. Dude, I opened this like I don't know maybe 20 hours ago and it's already getting the slimy growth. What's the kill day on it though? No, oh, I want to say by Nico Dodds. Uh, have you stuck it in your Have you stuck it in your fridge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would I put it in my fridge? I just uh, well, saying. I have you tried it out all night? How come it's all moldy yeah. and gross? Uh, Mick asking the tremendously important question. <laughs> have you like just not properly taken care of this? <laughs> right. We're not going to get to know the the experience. The expiration date because that's the corner of the bag I cut off. Oh, how convenient! It's probably old ass lettuce. That's oh. where I'm going. What a hit! I don't know. Good night, sweet prince. Holy Moses! Also, last night I was listening to the hockey game, walking through Walmart. Right out of front! Oh, I can't get it to go. When we scored, I had my earbuds in, kind of cheered in the aisle, and of course that's the aisle where all the people are shopping. So yeah, I got hella embarrassed. Because you cheered for your team. I randomly shouted at Walmart because I had both earbuds in. Oh my gosh. No you're not contact. a big, you're not a super fan yet. Because once you're a super fan and Nick can attest to this, you're not really gonna care True. who here here where you're at. Yeah. Come on, get in there. I, I, I will say there were times where I have shed 
tears during a couple of games. Most of them have been big red games just because I care that much. <laughs> Super fans don't care where they get embarrassed at. Also, by the way, 3 nothing after the bottom of the first inning as we go to the second here with a bunch of runs. But, no, seriously, RC, Super fans do not get give a damn where they get embarrassed by. So you plug your headphones in and you you scream at the top of your lungs that Vegas is winning when you walk through Walmart next time. Story of how the police showed up for serving the peace at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have this crackhead just screaming for no reason in the store. <laughs> This just in on the Storm Lake news. A Vegas Golden Knight fan in the middle of Storm Lake, Iowa, gets arrested for public disturbance as he has AirPods in going crazy after a goal. <laughs> in a game they would wind up losing to one. <laughs> so this begs the question, superfan or bandwagon? <laughs> or sports better, I don't know. Take your pick on, oh, we couldn't get that to go double play. But, no, I mean, you, as a super fan, you just got to take games where it comes because you could be sitting in the middle of a parking lot. You could be at a gas station seeing it on TV. For me, it was sitting in the middle of Mojo's Bar in Indianola the other night during a Cubs game when they were putting it to the Dodgers the other night, and I was going nuts for a couple of home runs. So you do what you please, and you do it where you please. Been there, done that. As man, I am kind of carving this kid. Not gonna lie. I was gonna say, you know, I mean, <clears throat> you got your teams. You know, everybody's got that one. I feel like everybody's got that one team they follow that they're like, eh. And you've got those teams that you're diehard for. Yeah. And you know, for me, the team I'm on is the Bears. I'll be honest. Stars, Devils. Here we go. Game four, we're about to even this series up, up by four with 18.44 to go. But, man, when it comes to Devils and Blue Jays, man, oh, I might be the only diehard Devils and or Blue – also 5 nothing, not 4 nothing, because I can't count, uh, you know, because we're a top-tier math podcast. That's what we do. We love it. Not actually. For those that are just joining us, it's a running gag on it's... this show. <laughs> Basic math skills are a joke. But. It took us to an hour and 17 minutes just to get to our basic math skills. So that's impressive for us. Usually it's in the first 30 seconds. Here we go. That's it. Oh, grip it and rip it, baby. Get around the horn. Oh, that's got to go. Yard. Scores! Jack You love to see it. Get your hands off my boy. It's 6 nothing. Yes. I had your levels incredibly loud for that, so... Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> I can't do a volume <laughs> check. That'll be some good oh. some good content for the uh, wonderful listeners, the wonderful World Wide Web. Mostly. You're just going to leave it at there's so much crunchy shit on the floor. <laughs> oh, how about another brother? 1525, Nico Heastier makes it seven. Oh, no. Why am I swinging You're just not going to the sentence of there's so much crunchy shit on your floor. Dude. Uh, uh, it is. It's, it's in the kitchen, so it's probably food crumbs. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sticking to the and it's not it. Oh, ladies, oh, ladies, he is single. Good old RC. <laughs> <laughs> He's living the bachelor life over here. He's <laughs> he is. Around. 
they eat ham sandwiches and dumps all the crumbs on the floor and does dishes once a month. Yes. <laughs> Single and ready to mingle. Single Pringle is ready to mingle, baby. Get this man on Tinder. Oh, this freaks over. Caravine scores at 7-1. What's really sad is I'm in this game right now. This guy has thrown a total of 24 pitches. Three of them I have taken for balls, which have been very bad out of the zone. Otherwise, he is putting everything in the middle or, like, away from the zone. I've had 21 strikes on this dude, three runs, five hits in two innings so far. It might get ugly. We can only uh, hope. Oh, Big numbers. Big old numbers. Come on, boy. That's going to be go. another base knock <laughs> as we're going to hold. Because he's got some arms in the outfield. Another new topic that I would like to try to bring up. If anybody is a fan of craft beer. And I'm not talking about being the frat boy from whatever college that you decided to go to. University, baby. Frat boy central. I just grounded out into a bases loaded double play. I hate myself. But if you are <laughs> if you yeah. are a fan. I hate myself. Wow. If you're a fan of craft beer. Video game. Come on, boy. If you are a fan of craft beer and you live in the Des Moines area, we have a very good selection of breweries. And one that just opened up was the Big Grove Brewery. They have a massive building. If you have not seen it yet, you guys should go check it out. They've got a lot of beers that are pretty good there. Um, I had, what was it the other night? I had the Boomtown that I was drinking currently tonight. That one's pretty good. Um, it's pretty, it's got like a, it's a very easy to drink beer. It's definitely a light beer. It got a little bit of a sweetness to it. So if you kind of are into that, then that should be a beer for you to try. I had the other day, John Wick's Irish Ale, which was phenomenal, by the way. A little bit more of a stout kind of malt beer, if you will, for those of you who like the darker kind. But that's a pretty fun place to go. They've got a lot of good... Seating outside, the food is absolutely phenomenal. So a little bit of a plug for them, even though they are not a sponsor, which if you guys want to sponsor us, hit us up. Also, so I also want to talk about this other cool thing happening in Iowa. What about the Rays? The, what? Four bombs. <laughs> we clapped them, dude. We clapped the Rays. I'm not talking about the dramatic baseball crap. I don't care about baseball. I'm talking about Rays energy. Oh! I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you tell the fine folks about it? Or... <laughs> about 15 cents off. I remember. Wow, you spent your total first land dunk and completely missed the hoop. Way to go, dude. For anybody new to the code. Over 20 for 15% off. Oh. Uh. For those of you who are new to the Cobra <laughs> show. <laughs> what did he do? Oh, what free stuff, buddy? <laughs> for oh, sure wasn't. Really? <laughs> the hell is our free stuff, Ray? What the hell, guys? <laughs> we haven't plugged them for a hot minute, so we've yeah, been sitting. Well, I, I thought we were just letting that die, but RC hasn't been on the show in so long. I don't. That he wouldn't plug them. He hasn't been on the show in like forty episodes. I don't think we <laughs> will ever let that die. Like it. It finds its way so often, and it's so weird when it does because it's like been twenty episodes, nobody's thought about it, and it's oh hey, by the way, we just find it at the most random times, and I love it. 
All right, so now that we've shouted out Rays, who we uh, love so show. <laughs> they do great work. We do great work. Should be a match made in heaven. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that sounds so sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, uh, Des Moines has a pretty interesting thing going on called Booza Palooza next week. Cool. I've done almost research on this, but hey, I am here to say April 29th, you like booze? You like... <laughs> you like a palooza? <laughs> I don't like palooza. Well, <laughs> I have a thing for you. Holy cow, this podcast is going off the rails. RC is uh, having a field day, you know. Good to have RC back on the show. Oh, yeah. I look quick. Uh, the game's over, uh, oh. or essentially over. Wow, what is going on? So, oh. yeah, booze palooza is down in Des Moines. So. There you go. If you're looking for something like us, where we love... I event center of all places. Booza Palooza is a three-hour festival. Holy crap. Tickets are 50 bucks for this, by the way. Uh, festival includes everything from beer, seltzer, cider, wine, canned cocktails, and champagne. For VIP guests, each alcohol element will make you feel as though you're entering a different venue... They will have a featured area uh, such as Beer Garden, which will feature, get this, beer, 20 different flavors. Or come down to the wine cellar, we'll be pouring 10 to 12 different styles from different regions. Here's the real question. Is Bud Light going to be there? Oh, shit. Oh, my. my. He read my fucking mind. I was sitting here. Let me finish the description before you go. All right, all right, all right, all right. right, Budweiser, good God, we already did this last week. Uh, Cantopia, where all canned cocktails will be highlighted and poured, highlighting vodka, tequila, gin, whiskey-based products for VIP guests. You'll be able to enter the Champagne Courtyard, which will have exclusive champagnes. Boy, that sounds like a good time and a half. It sounds like a palooza. Uh, the questions are asked in the uh, old thing of DFB 21 years of age, which might be the dumbest question you can ask. Yeah, because yes, uh, do you offer designated driver tickets? The answer to that question is interestingly yes as well. Oh. And are children allowed? The answer, let's see if you can guess it. Are children allowed to a booze fest? Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. Fuck. I just give up back to back nukes. Both of you are incorrect. The answer is no. No kids are not allowed. Prices are 50 to 70 bucks. Good lord. Loosely thinking about that? Not going to lie to you. Limited to 100 ticks, 70 bucks for VIP tickets. Um, That's for the high-end champagne. And general admission is 50 bucks. And I'll get back to the real question. (laughs) I'm going to let you cash this out as I go to game five. So here's here's the big thing. We've talked about this before. For those of you who do not know, we'll try to keep this as simple as possible. Bud Light's marketing scheme decided that they wanted to do something. Whether or not we sit with it on the show, it turned out to be a bad idea for Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch as they have lost, and by lost, I mean just completely 
destroyed themselves of $7 billion as of now. It's a 4-3 to three game. I want to hurt myself at the moment. I want to just throw my controller through a wall. But anyways, I'm going to go with Bud Light is probably not going to make an appearance at this. If they because do... It's, it's, it's a local thing for stars. Yeah. I'm not sure you're going to be having like Bush Light, Dos Equis, like your run-of-the-mill stuff. I feel like this is going to be like more, uh, I don't know, local which is why you would have this in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Having a beer thing without, like, you know, your general beer being kind of not it. Like, I know you got you want to go and try new stuff, but not having, like, your big brands there, I don't know about that. Well, yeah. it's pretty safe to bet that most people there have had a uh, Bud Light, Budweiser, uh, you know, Bud, Bud Light Seltzer. The name brands. It's pretty safe to say. Because this game has no rules, Morty. No rules. Well, you know what didn't happen? An offside call. Game five tied at two for those people before. Uh, We're just getting started underway. Carolina won back-to-back. Devils clobbered them. Oh, my gosh. Where did that ball just Save. I just threw a ball in a right field. I don't know how the hell I just did that, and I'm now losing five to nothing or five to three. That I thought this game was going to get out of hand. It so far has not. But all I all I will say on this: you have now lost your company seven billion dollars. You got to know your clientele. Yes, man. That's the bottom line here. Your and, clientele is uh, not. <laughs> Not the left. You know, we don't talk much about about politics on this podcast. Bottom line is um, your your clientele, that this isn't your clientele's thing. Yeah. That's it. Was the campaign misguided in general? Not necessarily. No. But you got to And for Anheuser-Busch, the old audience is not not who they were targeting with that specific campaign. Which, and to my mind, as we will try to ice skate around whatever we can, their (laughs) whole idea about this was we want to try to target somebody that is not the college frat boy type of person. I really don't know how much they realize that their audience is strictly the... I just booted a ball and he didn't get a throw off. What the fuck? This is horrible. I don't think they realized just how much their audience has drifted from them. I mean, it's it's bad. And there was a bar in Tennessee that has canceled stuff. Riley Green has now switched a lyric in his song to Coors Light. I mean, it... It took a toll on Bud Light fast. So, um, safe to say that it was not a good, like JC said, it was not misguided, but it was just very, it was a risky play, and it did not play how they wanted it to in the slightest. Yeah, I mean, in the modern era, what they did, I mean, and I mean, talking from my you know view here, wasn't necessarily bad, 
but it just it, it just boils back to you got to know your audience. Oh yeah. You know, you're trying to get to a new market. I understand that, but when you are going against, like you said, what your what your demographic is, let's just be honest, it's what the demographic is. It's certain specific people that didn't agree with that line of thinking, and well, they're going to learn from it. They're not going to be, you know, snowed under by it. Well, and you're also they'll bounce back, and yeah, you know, they'll be another faction of people that will never drink their uh, adult beverages for the opposite reason the original group did. So. Well, and you're also looking at trying to target such a small demographic when it comes to it. Yes, it might be, excuse me, about one million or so people, but as I just cannot get this guy out anymore, what the hell? This guy was not hitting good at all, and now he's just hitting off the rails. But you're targeting such a small demographic that you physically just the thought process behind it was you completely want to change just everything that your company has like targeted, built, and now you're going even smaller with that. That's such a tough move, no matter if you do it right, wrong, whatever. So Regardless of that, Bud Light has now seen a very dark day and $7 billion go down the drain, which is heartbreaking for them to see. You never want to see a company like that kind of just go completely under, but understandably, they had some some mishaps. So that is all I will say about the matter. There you go. Well, then. I think we have reached our our impasse for the night as it is now an hour and 33 minutes. And as we always say, if you guys have lasted this long to the hour and however long we go, two hours, whatever, if you lasted to the end of the show, we greatly appreciate you. And we greatly appreciate our listeners everywhere, no matter how far you reach into the show. This ball is going to get into the gap. He's going to score another run, and I am screwed. We also appreciate RC for coming back on the show because we haven't had him in, like JC said, almost 40 episodes. It's probably not that long, but it's close enough at some point. It's been a hot, it's been a hot second. So, but with that, we will be back next week for another episode. As much as we are trying to do, we will get the phone lines all figured out like we keep trying to do. If we got to go to different locations, we will do that because we love bringing the show to you guys. We love being... Being on, being goofy, and being as distracting as possible for each other. Because if anything shows, this episode has been one of our <laughs> probably best and worst when it comes to just trying to cut clips and just making everybody having a good time stay focused. So with that, I think we are done for the night. Do you guys have anything else you all want to add? Sting's new song is amazing. <clears throat> Sting's new song? 13 years. Come on, Stan, come close to Iowa again. Also, shout out to Volbeat and Hailstorm. They'll be in uh, Sioux City in the end of July. Be there or don't. You know, it's your life, but I'll be there. So, And RC will probably be there and complaining about Hailstorm the whole time, but that is a story for another day. And we'll hopefully get to that at some point, because I would love to hear why you don't like Hailstorm. Uh, that might be a podcast all in amongst itself for ORC. You know, we yeah. might have to do that. Just a good old, and gosh dang it, there's another run. It's 9-3. to three. i got to get back on the hitting train. 
But we might have to do that. Just go on a whole drunk rant podcast. Yeah, there you go. But with that, we hope you guys have enjoyed this. We will get this out to you as soon as possible if it has not been out already. And we hope you guys have a great week, weekend, whatever you guys are doing. This has been episode number 60, Big 6-0 of The Covert Show. We'll see you all later.